Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics? Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. Merry Christmas, everybody. Morning, studio. Morning. Let me bring in our phone screener, Abby. Abby, good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a lot of things to talk to Abby about, but let me start with this, because you were taking out the trash, and you, yes. noticed, you noticed something on your trash can, uh-huh. which was what? So there was just a little note taped on there, and it was typed on there, and it said, Happy Holidays and you know, Happy New Year from your trash man, Jason, and family. And then under it, it had his address typed up. And that's it. So I'm like, okay, does that mean he wants us to tip him? And Yes, that's yes. what it means. So we send him cash in the mail? You, you, a card, a cash. Mm-hmm. You could probably maybe put it on the trash can, although that's riskier. Before, what are your thoughts on this? I, I feel like it'd be better, better if you put Venmo. Because <laughs> then I just yeah. Venmo you right then. Okay, it, yes. I guess my question is, how did you feel about the trash man putting that note on your trash can? I thought it was, because people aren't going to tip him, I don't think, on their own. So I don't mind him putting it on. I don't either, right? Mm-hmm. And I only bring this up because for years and years, Lunchbox has come in complaining mm-hmm. about this exact thing. Oh, I have the thing on my trash can. Got it last week, and I just laughed. I said, I don't even need to bring it into the show because they already know that I'm just going <laughs> to rip this trash man asking me for a tip. What am I going to give him a tip for? He's doing his job. It's the Christmas show. It's the Christmas yeah. show. It's his, job. it's his job to pick up the trash. I should not tip him for picking up the trash. Then I got to tip the mailman, the delivery yeah. driver, yeah. the okay. FedEx guy, the UPS guy. Uh, you have to tip everybody in your life then because they're doing their job. No, no, no. And if he didn't spend all that money, here's a question. (laughs) How much money did he spend printing all those for every single house and putting them in a little plastic baggie so they don't get wet? Take that money and that's your tip. Save the paper, (laughs) save the plastic bags. Wow. He's uh, been doing this little rant for about five years now. Okay. And I just wanted to know how you felt about it before I went to him to show yeah. you how he feels. No, I think it was fine. I do it. too. And you know what? If you feel like they do a good job and you want to tip them, then you can. He's just giving you the option. 
-hmm. He's not saying if you don't tip me, I will never come back and pick up your trash. But it's a time of the year when everyone is a bit more generous than they normally are. And if he is your main guy and your only guy, why not? Okay, everybody listening. I have a Venmo. If okay. you think we've been, but that's different. Well, how is it different? If you think we've done a good job this year, find me on Venmo. Can I get my Venmo? No, here? you can't give your Venmo. <laughs> here. So that way, if you guys are inclined, you're feeling a little more generous this holiday season. Tip me because I've done a good job all year. But what if? Okay, Abby, same thing. I agree with you. I think okay. this is great that they should. He should have put his Venmo or his PayPal or his Cash App or something like that if he has one. Because it does make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And maybe he hasn't considered that. So is there a way you could leave a note back that's like, hey, hey. Oh, boy, I- she's a pen pal with the trash guy <laughs> over the top of the or trash like, can. Because I'm sure she's not the only person thinking, oh, I wish you had a Venmo. He may just not know. So she could be like, hey, what would, for next year, consider or, or add a Venmo. Because that would be super. You'd probably get way more tips if you do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Abby, I hope you give him a few bucks. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Lunchbox. Merry Christmas, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've been with my girlfriend for four years. There has never been a doubt in my mind that she's the one. I'm finally at the point in my life where I feel comfortable financially, and I think the time is right to ask her to marry me. I wanted to do it soon. I was thinking about asking her on Christmas Eve. I told my best friend about my plan. And he thinks that holiday proposals are cliche, but I don't really want to wait until next year to ask her. I have it all planned out. Am I ready to do this thing? What do you think? Should I propose on Christmas Eve or wait until the holidays pass? Signed, Caleb L. Here's the situation, Caleb. I used to think it was very cliche too, but some people want to do it during the holidays because there's a lot of family around. And a lot of times... In March or June, there aren't. You don't have that support system that you would love to be involved at arm's length. I think if it's the perfect time in your mind and you know you and her better than anybody else, you do it. Look at your growth here. Don't worry about being, cl- even if it is cliche, <laughs> who cares? You do it if it feels good to you and you stop worrying about other people or what your friend says is cliche. That's the answer. I used to think they were the lamest thing ever, but I never really understood why having a family around was important. To me, I wouldn't do it on a holiday. I didn't do it on a holiday. But seeing Caitlin's relationship with her family, I understand now that it's important, it was important to her to have people around her when it happened. So do your thing. Don't worry about your goober friend here. Yeah, if you're ready, go go for for it. it. Go for it. That ring's gonna be burning a hole in your pocket anyway. Yeah. And it's an easy day to remember as your proposal and- anniversary, which won't be a thing after a while. <laughs> right. Maybe one year. But it even it then it that gets overshadowed by Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. So it's really nothing to remember. There you go. That's my advice. Do you feel any different? No, I mean, I think you what regardless of when you're gonna do it, if this is the time you want to do it, you just do it. Like you said, who cares what anybody else thinks? Yeah. And it will be great yeah, if if family is involved in it somehow or having them around is special. But then you got Christmas the next day, and I don't know what you got her for Christmas, but nothing's gonna top <laughs> no, the proposal. That's the gift. That is the gift. <laughs> that's Wait, the gift. Yes. What? That's not the you gift. Just gotta get a, gift. You just gotta get a little something after that. Just a little something. <laughs> like that's a gift the gift. Card. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. Five buck Starbucks gift card works, I'll tell you. Uh, Okay. All right. If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's time for the segment we call 
<laughs> there they are. That's right, his kids. He's got four of them now. Um, what uh, can you tell us openly about what your you have four sons? Yes. So what, your, what your son did? This is the oldest son, and this is uh, about four months in the making. His grades have just been bad, and I every month I tell him like, dude, you got to get it together. School is important. He's a really smart kid. Very smart kid. And he's doing stuff like doing his homework but forgetting to turn it in. That kind of stuff. <laughs> like, and, and his studying habits are terrible. He just can't get it together. So finally, we're into the last two weeks of school, and he comes back with a 50 on a test. And I'm like, that's it. I can't take this anymore. You're giving me a 50 on a test? That means you are not trying at all. And I give him a whole lecture about how if your work ethic doesn't get better, you're not going to have good things in life. You love your shoes. You love going out to eat because he loves restaurants. He loves the pizzas on Friday. So I said, if this, if you continue with work ethic like this, you're not going to have any of that. So the rest of the week, and this is this was the, this week, this past weekend, I said, you have finals coming up, and if you get another bad grade, it's going to be really bad. So the rest of this week, you are going to eat nothing but bologna sandwiches for lunch and dinner to give you a taste of what life will be like if you don't start working hard. <laughs> so how many days has he had to have just bologna sandwiches? Day five of bologna sandwiches with no condiments and no cheese. Oh, he's in prison. He's in prison. Dude, That's all he's had? I am serious <laughs> about And he's this. eating it? And he's eating it. Man, and the other day we, we ordered a pizza and he had to watch us eat pizza. I said, well, you're eating your bologna sandwich oh because gosh. you cannot work hard. He is going to be in therapy as an adult talking no. about the time oh, you, say no. you no. have to eat Let me tell sandwiches. you, Amy, since we started doing this, he does nothing but study. I mean, he's on his homework all the time and he hates his sandwiches, although he did say, not bad, the first two days, now it's getting real You wouldn't even give him mustard? Can he earn mustard like in a no. Survivor Challenge? No. Like you go out, if you complete this challenge- yeah. No, when the test results come in and he did well on the exams, then he can go back to eating whatever he wants. When do they come in? Uh, next week. So he's going to eat all bologna sandwiches? Correct. For Bones, we've been doing this for six months, and I did not do this until this week. And I said, look, enough's enough. You come, up, you come home with a 50 on a test, this is what's going to happen. So if he fails one of these tests, then the whole what? Christmas break, Till, he has to eat bologna sandwiches until hey, no. the new semester. No, it gets worse. What? If he comes back with failed exams, no Christmas gifts. What? Like I like that's how serious I am. No Christmas gifts. I had to. I thought you were gonna say no food at all. No, I did too. I was like, oh my goodness. I had to text my parents and say, hey, stand by on the Christmas gifts for for my son. He's just he may not get any. Okay, Amy. I don't I don't know how I feel about this. It's not what I would do. Don't know exactly what I if it's even that bad. I I want to consult Dr. Becky on this. We could find her. She's a genius, a parenting genius. I don't know Dr. Becky. Yeah, I don't either. Neither do I, but maybe I don't either, and she doesn't have my kids. Scuba Steve could probably find her, because I need to know an expert's opinion on this, because, I mean, if it's working. <laughs> bad parent or smart parent? Amy. <laughs> right now, I'm going to say bad, but oh, I could be Amy. told wrong. So, so Eddie, he made me choose. Yeah. Eddie, I, I don't have kids, so I think it's funny. Yeah. I think if, when I do have kids, I, maybe I won't, or think it's I think it's funnier. <laughs> I don't know, but all bologna all the time. That's pretty harsh. Yeah. I mean, you grew up that way, right? Oh, I ate bologna because I had to. It wasn't because I was being punished. And I actually like bologna sandwiches. I like bologna sandwiches and white bread with mustard. So what you're saying is he may come out of this loving bologna sandwiches. Oh, what I think about, like, again, because of what we had, I had bologna sandwiches, Mountain Dew, and I would have Doritos on good days. And that, to me, just sounds like a perfect lunch. Yeah. Put in a little plastic bag. When I was working maintenance at the golf course, I'd take it in. I'd look forward to those bologna sandwiches. But even with no condiments, that's a little harsh. 
You think? I think you, if he if he's working hard, he should get a condiment or a chip. Taking away like <laughs> technology didn't work or something no. like that. No, and it works for a week. He huffs and puffs. He hates it, and then he says, "You know what? I can live life without technology. No big deal." I'll okay, but right, right now, eventually, he's gonna be like, "You know what? I can live life eating bologna sandwiches." No, he's getting real tired of it. He asked. He begged for ramen the other day. I'm like, ah, ah, "Sorry, that's. I mean, that's good stuff right there." I don't quite know what to say about this, Eddie. But for sake of a bit on the show, it's hilarious. But you're really doing this in real life. <laughs> I will say that I'm not laughing about it. Like yeah, it, it yeah. hurts me. Me either. To do that. Me either. And then Christmas, no presents. I mean, that's really gonna hurt me. What does he need to get presents? Just good. Just good grades. What's in good exams. though? C's. Uh, I mean, even if he does uh, a high C and a low B, I don't care. That's fine. Because there are certain uh, subjects that he really suffers in. If he can bring that up to a C or a, a B, we're good. The worst decision he's going to make is if he nails all A's, because then you know. Yeah, then he's capable of doing it. And I know he's capable of doing it, and that's the point. Okay, well, I'm sure a lot of people have something to say about this on Facebook, <laughs> if I'm guessing. <laughs> hey, maybe people have done it before. Who knows? All baloney all the time. I mean, maybe not exactly baloney, but... You should start a parenting blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There are these two Phoenix police officers. They're on patrol. They get a call of some guy just kind of lurking outside a bank. So they go over there and they show up. And there's a guy sitting there with no shoes on sitting right in front of the bank, right in front of the door. They pull up and they say, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, nothing. I'm just hanging out. He's like, where are your shoes? They said, I don't have any shoes. You know, I wear size 13. They're kind of hard to get. He says, well, all right, come on. Get in the back of the squad car. He says, whoa, whoa, are you arresting me? He's like, no, we're taking you to Ross. We're going to get you some shoes. We're going to get you some clothes. So the two cops went to the store and spent their own money, got them shoes, pants, shirts, a whole makeover. So pretty cool. They did that for him. That is really cool. I saw a video on TikTok where it may have been in Portland. There was a woman and she was caught shoplifting inside of a CVS and cops were called. And the officer gets there and he's like, hey, were you shoplifting? And she was like, no. And he goes, okay, look. If you were, just tell me I'm not going to take you to jail, but you have to tell me right now because I don't want to have to go through your stuff, and then I have to arrest yeah. you. And he's like, just – and she's like, yeah, okay, fine. So she had – it was uh, feminine products. It was mm, – and he stuff said – she needed. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, okay, you're not in trouble. And he took his credit card out and paid for everything that was in her purse. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. That's like, like they that. don't have to do that. That's I not know. their job. I know. So that, cool. That video was awesome. It was unlike the security footage from the register. Yeah. And they had it. So that's a great story, Eddie. Shout out to our police officers out there doing the right thing all the time. Appreciate that. And that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. 
in my best hopes. I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Uh, Eddie, you have created quite the stir on the phone lines. Oh, boy. A little bit ago, Eddie said his son is not getting as good a grades as he thinks his son should be getting. And I agree. Your son is really bright. He's so smart. I just don't think he is caring enough. He's not putting in the work. And I've been dealing with this for about six months, and I had to put my foot down. Well, by, he, he's putting his bologna down, his bologna sandwich. <laughs> the only thing his son's been able to eat for lunch or dinner is bologna sandwiches. Uh-huh. Why not breakfast, though? Because that really... Well, the breakfast is just like he can't have sandwiches three times a day. So he only only gets to get a bowl of cereal for breakfast. That's it. And then a bologna sandwich for lunch, a bologna sandwich for dinner. While we all eat good Wait, food all day. I also want to know, yeah, that's a good question. Like, why can't he? Why is Eddie so like, yeah, he can't have sandwiches three times a day. Like, what is the cereal doing for him? Well, I just, I mean, I want to give him a little option, you know, like if, if say he carries this on for the rest of his life and he just makes no money because he doesn't want to work. You know what? He probably can afford a box of cheap cereal. Okay. All right. That was my mind frame. All right. Well, we do have a social worker on. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, let's bring on Ashton in Alabama, who is a social worker. Ashton, welcome to the show. Morning, Cynthia. Morning. Morning. Um, yeah, so I'm a foster care social worker, um, so I actually have some opinions. I don't disagree with Eddie. I actually think it's kind of a creative solution. Yes. You know, short-term <laughs> solution for a long-term problem. You know, he said, though, it could be long-term. He may graduate high school only <laughs> eating bologna sandwiches. I, I don't think it will. I think what he's doing is he's noting that his child absolutely has the potential to do better, and he's actually telling him, I know you can do better than this, so this is kind of a creative punishment for it. But, you know, I've done home studies. He definitely probably won't be in therapy the rest of his life, um, and it would not be constituted as abuse or neglect. <laughs> Thank you, Ashton, for the call. I'm going to be honest. When you said social work on the phone, my heart stopped. We all yeah. did. Yeah, all Me of too. Our I was stopped, like, yeah. oh, gosh, make sure she knows this is his biological, <laughs> this is my biological child. Son. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the bio. This is the bio kid. The bio kid. 
<laughs> Ashton, thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. Uh, let's go talk to St- Stella in North Carolina. Hey, Stella, what's going on? Hey, I was just calling to to support Eddie. We have had the same situation at our house. Our son is a junior in high school, and he has actually lost Christmas. So he was getting zeros and just not turning work in. He lost his cell phone about four months ago. Didn't make a difference. Lost PS4. Didn't make a difference. Lost television privileges. Didn't make a difference. And so three weeks ago, we said, you cannot get another zero because he's failing two classes and passing two. And his math came in yesterday. He didn't turn in his study guide for math. He got a zero on it. He failed the exam. He fails math. He has to retake it. And he has lost his Christmas. You know it's serious when they pull Jesus. No Jesus for yeah. you. You know? Oh, man. I'm, I mean, that that was my next step. Like, really, if this doesn't work, I'm going to have to take Christmas away. And I told him, I do not want to do that. And you really don't. I don't. I truly do not want to do any of this stuff. Just change your ways and we'll all be good. Yeah. Oh, gosh, man. When, when she's, will you find out, though? Uh, hopefully by tomorrow. By tomorrow, I should have all the results in. Will you start to get any today? Will it be trickling in today? Uh, hopefully. I'll check my email as the day goes by. It'll be like the NFL draft. Eddie's showing results as it happens. Oh, all right. <laughs> we got an one 82. Down. Yeah. Uh, let me grab one more call. Lexi, thank you. Or Stella, thank you. Hope you have an awesome day and a, and a fantastic Christmas. Thank well, you. You too. Bye-bye. And hopefully your son can earn some back. Please. Like oh, a little gosh. something back. Uh, Lexi in Austin, Texas. Lexi, you're on the show. What's going on? Okay, so I wanted to call in and give a little bit of a different perspective. So I understand being a mom of three that you have to get created in consequences. I absolutely agree with that and respect that. And I also wanted to add the point of how is that child being motivated because it sets up behavior patterns for the future. So you really need to add in not only the pain but the pleasure. Because whenever you just add a pain point of motivation, it creates behaviors like procrastination where that child then takes on to every aspect of life in the future. So really make sure you are adding in some pleasure points that they can excited, get excited about and motivated about, you know, like the cheese or the mustard or whatever you see fit. But just add in some pleasure motivational points. So could Eddie go, okay, you're going to have bologna sandwiches until we you get your grades up. But also when you do get your grades up, not only will you get normal food again, but you get uh, a PS5. Something, and that's not it, but it's something like that. Is that what you're saying? Like to add some sort of positive as well? Yes, and though along the way, like there, a child, a child specifically up until the age of about 23 doesn't truly really change their outlook. So they need something to motivate them along the way. So as time goes on, giving them something like, hey, I respect and appreciate that you studied really hard today. I can tell that you're trying to get this done. And because of that, you get X, Y, and Z, whether it be something small or something big, but something along the way to motivate them by pleasure and say, hey, if you do the same thing tomorrow, you can also get X, Y, and Z. You sound like someone who knows a little more than just (laughs) being a parent. Like, is that accurate? Yes. So I am a life coach specifically around children, parents who are divorced, and relationships. So we teach a lot of how the unconscious mind works and how communication works. So you're a mental health care professional. Nice. Got it. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for that. And maybe the PS5 was not the right thing to say out loud. No, no, that was way too much. That was way too much. It was just what came up in my my head. Because what I was thinking was he's studying again tonight. So if I see him study as soon as he gets home from school, I'll tell him you can add cheese to that sandwich. Oh, nice. That's that's her point. Okay. Hey, thank you for that call, Lexi. I appreciate you calling into the show. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of hearing things on the air, do you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Potentially thousands of kids might end up with bologna sandwiches because Eddie's doing this. And parents are like, oh, genius. Hey, and and two out of three callers agreed. And the, one, and the third yeah. one who didn't agree still kind of agreed. Yeah, they said, she did. Just give them options to have some sprinkles on yeah. that bologna sandwich. Hey, man. That's kind of cool because I just pulled this one out of my butt. I yeah. had no idea what I was That's doing. That's a heck of a butt, buddy. Think- All right, we're going to play a Christmas movie game. Now, I don't know anything about this game. Mike, can you explain this game to me that you put together? We'll play a quote from a famous Christmas movie. Just name the movie. So you're going to play the quote? Yes, you'll hear the quote. So this is a clip from the movie? Yep. Okay. Guys, write your answers down. We will play, and you can stay in the game until you miss one. Okay? Okay. I'm terrible at movies. I haven't seen many movies, so this may be a quick day for me. All right, here we go. Movie clip number one. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. I'm in. In. Everybody good? Yep. Yep. All right. On the count of three, say it. One, two, three. Elf. Elf. Good. Nice. That is correct. Thank you, Mikey. All right. Number two. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, Mm. ho, ho. I mean, I know what happens there, but I don't know what that's called. In for the win. Oh, yeah. I'm in. It's the Red Ryder BB gun one. In. Oh, I knew I'd be terrible at this. Five. Is his name Ralph? Is his name Ralphie? Four. Maybe. Three. Hey. <laughs> hey. Two. I'll, I'll remember this. <laughs> one. Okay, I'm in. Is it a Christmas story? Yes. Oh man, I got that right. Right as Amy's fictional clock was expiring. <laughs> <laughs> Amy. A Christmas story. Ah, oh, Eddie. The Christmas story, Bones. Watchbox. A Christmas story. All right, nice job. That is a Christmas story. Boy, I struggled there. All right, next. Guys, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. Yeah. You better come out and stop me. Newsies. What in the world is that? Get your paper here. All right, play that again. Guys, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. Yeah. You better come out and stop me. It's a great. I'm clip. just going context clues. Uh. Boy, I have no idea. Uh. How old is that, Eddie? Is that mm-hmm. when you were a kid? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. A- Amy, hit him with the fictional clock. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. All right. Lunchbox, what do you have? Well, if he's out on the street, it's got to be a miracle on 34th Street. Ooh, I don't have that. That could be it. Is that no. right? No. That is not right. Okay. I have no idea. I have. It just sounds black and white. Was that black and white? No. It's not? No. I have It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. That's crazy that you didn't get that. That's what I thought it was. Okay, Eddie. I barely got the last one. I have it, too. Eddie and I can say it together. Go go ahead. One, two, three. Home Home Alone. alone. (laughs) That's Macaulay Culkin. Bobby, that's what you get for not thinking Home Alone's a Christmas movie. That's why I didn't write it down, because it's not a Christmas movie. (laughs) If you would have said a movie about a home being burglarized, it could have happened any time of the year. I'd have picked that one. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, number three. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Yeah, that's number four, sorry. 
In. Man, Amy's celebration ended pretty quick. She not so cocky right now, or no, what? No, she's a little bit, a little mouse right now, a little hiding under the table. A little church mouse? <laughs> Quite a church mouse? Not. Yeah. I just Squeak, don't squeak. know. This one's hey, old, five, old. So four, like Eddie. Oh, three, this is like two, two, one. All right. Eddie, Amy, what do you have? It's a Wonderful Life. Eddie? It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Why do we go through that whole song and dance if Amy knew it? I didn't. I just guessed. Okay, one more. God bless us, everyone. Ah. Uh. Sounds like the same movie. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm in. Hey, hey, go with the Santa Claus, Amy. It sounds like Tim Allen. Like Maybe Tiny Home Alone Tim 2. or something. Oh, Home Alone 2, Lost yeah. in New York. <laughs> right, I'm in. I don't know. Guess Amy, what do you have? Miracle on 34th Street. Eddie? Bones, I have a Christmas Carol. That's it. Is that it? it is. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> All right, Eddie, won you won. Nice job, buddy. 1939. Give me those old movies. I'll get them. Here's a voicemail from Kimmy in Maryland. I just had a question of who gets picked to be on um, Morgan Number Two's Best Fits of the Week? Is it a rotation? Who's available? How does that work? Anyways, love the show. Wish I could remember how long I've been listening, but it's been a, quite a while and it really makes my day. Everybody thinks you're my best friend. Thanks. That's the biggest compliment we can get. That and I stayed in my car extra to listen to a bit. Morgan, what's the story here? So it's basically just who's available and the rotation. It's kind of a mix, but people have to stay like an extra hour and a half after the show. So it's really kind of Oh, who, it's hard to book guests. Even though the guests are- <laughs> uh, when Morgan asks, it's normally like, hey, um, <laughs> you got can, some extra time. Can you do the thing, the, the podcast on? Yeah, that's how she asks. It's up every Saturday. Yeah, every Saturday. The best bits of the week, and then Morgan has someone on the show as a guest. It's a really good podcast. You may go, well, I heard everything, but it's still really good because there's also Morgan talking to somebody on the show and getting their opinion on what's been going on. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a mom has sparked quite the debate online because she's got five kids, and if one of them gets invited to a birthday party... She brings them all. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Her kids range from four months old to nine years old. Well, I don't know the full story if she's doing it because, like, this is just how I live my life, how we live our life. We do it together. Or can she not find care? If there's a practical reason she's doing it, I understand. But the ages are so different that I don't think all the kids should go to a party just because one does. So she doesn't feel comfortable just dropping a kid off solo at a party and her husband works long hours. So then her other kid, she'd have to figure something out. So that's her reason for doing it. She does always check with the parents beforehand. But even as a mom who's throwing a party, you already have a bunch of kids at your house. So she stays at the party there. It's not like she just drops all five of her kids off. Look at this mom's name. Is her name uh, producer Eddie? No. (laughs) Uh, We don't do that. Helicopter parent Supreme. Gina Wilder. But she says, hey, we give great gifts. so That's that's weird. I'll go ahead and, and commit. You can drop your kid off at a party with other kids. Or then don't send them to the party. Like, if you don't trust the, the party, don't send them to the party, right? Yeah. Eddie? I mean, yeah, I'm with you. We don't do that. I'm telling you, I understand what she's doing, but we don't do that crap. Because usually I have nothing going on on a Saturday, which is when the parties are. So half the kids stay with me, and then she takes, like, two of them. Yeah. I mean, I see. I think she's coming from a good place with this. I don't think she's trying to be like, right. oh, free party. I'm bringing right. my whole family. But it's just it's like a huge debate online. People are slamming her for it. And I don't think it's all that bad. Uh, a human punching bag. Ever heard of it? 
Uh, me grades four through nine. Dang. Yeah. No, I meant like okay, as an adult, like profession, because oh, no, there's no. this guy, and that's what he does for like to make extra money. He's uh, like a stress coach, I guess. He said most of his clients are women. Actually, 70% of them. And their strength, he says, is equivalent to boys age 14 years old. So it really doesn't hurt him that bad, but he has to limit it to four customers a day. One, does he wear like a bodysuit? I don't know. What does he, he have ripped abs? Yeah. Like these are all things I need to know. <laughs> but that's interesting because in similar fashion, when I was nine, there was a kid named Corey that used to eat loogies for a dollar. So what? weird. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it's disgusting. Eat other people <laughs> yeah. for a dollar? That's how he made money. So I get it. I mean, we couldn't do that anymore because uh, I could feel like well, that kids could. could. Kids I, aren't regulated by anything. Yeah, but I feel like back in the day, if this segment would have come up, you would have been like, bring the wheel, lunchbox, <laughs> spit a loogie. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. All right, what else? Well, this is cool. Keith Urban is in a movie called Back to the Outback. It's an animated film, and it's now out on Netflix. So, so he voiced in the movie. Yeah, he voiced. Okay, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a toad named Doug. <laughs> Here's a clip. The is can't see it. She can do no wrong. He turn his back on his best friend if he put her down. Oh, hey there, guys. I didn't see it. Well, don't just stand there. Come on in. Pull up a chair. Chill. It's like, uh, like Keith, though. It sounds like Keith taking a bath. Here's the movie description. It sounds Ty- like Keith taking a bath with food in the bathtub and flies are around him. No, he's a toad. He's okay, a toad. Okay. Tired of being locked in a reptile house where humans gawk at them like they're monsters, a group of Australia's deadliest creatures plots a daring escape from the zoo. Ooh. Do you know the song he was singing? When a man loves a woman. When a man yeah. loves a yeah. woman. Who sings it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Michael Bolt. Doug the Toad? Yeah. yeah. Michael Bolt. <laughs> Isla Fisher, Eric Bana, Kylie Minogue, they're all also in the movie. Again, right. it's streaming. Is it on. Eric Bana or Eric Benet? Mike, how do you say his name? Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Oh. He did the worst version of that movie ever oh. back in the day. It is Bana? All right, there you go. I call him Eric Benet. <laughs> <laughs> that was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Jonathan Dodson's leaving his friend's house, and he saw this daughter left Skittles in the car, so he started eating them. And all of a sudden, he breathed in, and uh, no air was coming out, so he's choking. He choked on a Skittle, which seems pretty easy to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, not super easy, but I feel like a Skittle could get lodged in there. He So he pulled over, he got out of the truck. He tried to flag people. I mean, he couldn't breathe, and he's Gosh. outside the car waving people down. Helpless. He, completely <laughs> helpless. Everybody kept passing him because we don't pull over now. For the most part, people are like, I ain't stopping. I don't want to get robbed or mugged. So he remembers grabbing the back of his truck and then slamming himself into the truck, trying to dislodge the candy. Wow. Grant DeJean was heading home from a meeting, and he saw a guy bent over on the side of the road. So he pulled over. He grabbed him, started doing the Heimlich on the side of the road, and the candy came up. Wow. Now, the story doesn't end there. When Jonathan looked back at the man who saved him, nobody was there. Okay. He disappeared. No, that part I made up. No, that part I made up. <laughs> he said, wait a minute. I know you. They both work in the same office together, and they pass in the hall, but they don't ever talk, really, because hey. it's a big office. And so- But they talk now. How crazy that that's who pulled over. They work in the same office. I love that. And the fact that he pulled over at all and saved him, like, that's well, a great story. He was like, oh, that's a guy I pass every day. I better see what's up. But that's a moment where you have to get extra dramatic with your situation. Like, you can't just try to- flag someone down like I would I was picturing I would fall to my knees and be like you almost want to get out in front of a car you almost want to stand in the road until they get close like "Ah." that would be tragic yes and then jump out (laughs) before they get there 
Because they're just not going to stop. Right. You got to decide. Choke or hit by a car? Which well, one do you no, want? you got to jump off if you're not hit. <laughs> but you do need any. If he's slamming himself into that truck. That's crazy. Uh, great story. Glad he saved him. And now they're best friends. Yeah. Really? No, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. All right. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Is there anything that you've asked for for Christmas or anything that you want? Oh, I had a really amazing coffee maker on my list, but then I was like, well, I'll just order it real quick for myself. It already came in. I set it up. It's amazing. Did you thank yourself? I did. Did you wrap it? Yeah. A friend came over to use it the other day or came over for coffee and ended up using it. And I was like, she's like, when did you get this? I was like, it's my Christmas present. To myself. To myself. Mm -hmm. Merry Christmas to me. What about you? You know, I found that I I don't have a wallet and a phone and keys and I don't need a full backpack and I don't want to wear a fanny pack so I need something kind of in the middle to put all my crap like a like a man purse 
No, I don't want a man purse, but I've told Kaylin, like, I need, like, um, a satchel of something. Like some, a messenger oh, bag? I don't like know what that means. Like a newsboy. That's like a... I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to look a, like a business person. I don't want a satchel. I don't want to flip down. Okay. So, I just said I need something because I'm carrying all this stuff all the time and I don't have room in my pockets for it. Like, I bring a couple waters into work. I, so, I've just kind of put that task on her. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. How does Christmas Day end? How does Christmas Day end? With a Y. <laughs> okay, that's a fake laugh. And, uh, no, it's not. And that's not even Christmas funny. Day. <laughs> what? That, that's how. I uh, thought that was funny. Huh. What was funny about it? Nothing. No, and then she get a. <laughs> Uh, okay, fine. Are you looking up another one? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Just read whatever you see. Go. <laughs> Why did no one bid for Rudolph and Blitzen on eBay? Why? Because they were too dear. What does that even mean? <laughs> they were too dear? Too dear. No way you read that right. It's too... <laughs> Why did no one bid for R- Rudolph and Blitzen on eBay? Why? Because they were too dear. Ha, that's funnier than the other one. <laughs> yeah, we don't even get it. <laughs> too dear? Too I don't dear. get it. Too you dear. said you said read the next one you see. I know, see. but I don't get it. There's something we're not getting. Too dear. Too, too dear. dear. Too dear. Because they were too dear. Bid? One bid. I don't know. Hey. I don't know, man. We're just going to play a song. <laughs> well, that was a disaster. Yeah. Have I done the, ha- what do oh, you boy. call the elf that won the lottery? What's, Have what, I done that? What do you call him? Because I, I, for, I forgot. What do you call him? Wealthy. Wealthy. Well, that's good. That's pretty good. Let's end with that. Oh, dang. Okay. Okay, Lunchbox, what'd you do? So I went around to local businesses and I would find an employee and I would just say, hey, I'm Chris Kringle from Chris Kringle's Carols and someone has hired me to sing you a Christmas carol. And then I would sing them a Christmas song and let them know that they are loved and cared about from someone. You would think if someone hired a person to sing... It'd be someone that could sing. Like, that's going to be weird when you start singing to them and they're like, this guy's terrible. Uh, Yeah, I'm awful. I can't stay on rhythm, can't stay on beat, don't know how to do it. But uh, I try to put them in the Christmas spirit because it's my business and I'm there to sing. Okay, here we go. Here is Lunchbox going to a gas station and there's someone who works at the gas station who has received this uh, Christmas carol gram. Go ahead. How you doing? I'm good. Someone said that they really, they said they love your personality and they want to make sure you're in the mood for Christmas. So I'm here to sing you a song. Okay. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, reindeer, had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, saw it, you would even say it glows like a light. Yeah. And all the other reindeer loved him. And you are loved too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Yeah, there you go. People like people sent that to you. They bought it. They said, go sing to her. I said, all right. Whoever sent that, I said, thanks. Put a smile on his face. Woo! All right, here is clip number two at a drugstore. How you doing? I'm Chris King Kringle from Chris Kringle's Carols, and someone has hired me to sing a Christmas song to you. Are you ready? No. 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 I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the one I used to know with you. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed your Christmas carol that someone sent me to sing to you. Okay. All right. Merry Christmas. I hope, they, I hope it was free. What do you mean? <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a great day. <laughs>
What do you think she meant by I hope it was free? Uh, I could tell that she thought it was really bad. I mean, her facial expression let me know that she did not think my singing was up to par with a singing Christmas gram. Mm-hmm. All right, one more. This is Lunchbox going to a coffee shop. How's it going? I'm Chris Kringle from Christopher Kringle's uh, Carolers. Okay. And someone has sent me to sing, sing you a little song for Christmas. Oh. Yeah. I, I love this. Are uh, you ready? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. I love it. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Uh-huh. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock with d- And they will tell you on Christmas who they sent this message. I'm not allowed to tell you. Oh, I see. Okay. So Merry Christmas. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy holidays. A couple questions. One, how did you get a guitar? Uh, there's one in the, the room a couple of doors down. There was just some ro- a guitar sitting on a stand. So I grabbed one. Two, they're told on Christmas Day? Yeah. How did I t- find them? Uh, no, I'm not really going to find them. I'm just, he's going to, on Christmas Day, he's going to be like, man. Who got that for me? Who got that for me? So all Christmas, th- he's going to be thinking, man, who got this for me? He's never going to find out. Okay. But I hey, didn't think about it again. Did Just you hear better. the standing ovation? I mean, that was incredible. The mm-hmm. whole coffee shop cheered for me. That was incredible. I will agree. <laughs> Amy, was that incredible? I mean, it was amazing. Epic. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Lunchbox. Thank you. Good You're job. welcome. All right, let's go back over to Lunchbox. Apparently, he had to call 911. But this happens about every three or four months. Why do you think in your life you keep having to call 911, Lunchbox? Listen, I just think I'm the man on the spot that I'm not scared to step up in a situation and try to save lives. Okay. So what happened in this situation? So my wife and I are driving, and there is a car in front of us, and it is swerving all over the road. And I was like, man, that, that car looks like they're drunk. And my wife was like, no, no, we watch it for another minute and just almost hits the guardrail, almost hits the semi next to it. And she's like, I think you're right. I think they're drunk. So I call 911 and I say, I'm on this highway and I, there is a drunk driver in front of me. And they say, what mile marker? Cool. They take my name and number. And then I'm on the phone with them for 30 minutes going over which mile marker I'm at, what we're passing. Then they have me put on my hazards lights just so they know when the cop gets there, which car it is to pull over. Guys, I was just, I felt like I was in a movie. By the way, that's the right call to make. Oh, yeah. for sure. Sometimes we think you're a little dramatic. Okay, so you call, you're driving behind the car. What happens? And so I'm thinking, oh, the cops are going to be here real quick. But 30 minutes later, she's like, what mile marker? And I'm like, 122, 118, whatever, whatever mile marker I'm at. And we are just still going. And she's like, okay, okay. Okay, put your Hesler's lights on. There's going to be a state trooper in the ne- at the next exit. So we cross under a bridge. The state trooper is waiting there under the bridge, sees me with my flashers, and he comes up, and I'm like, yes, here we go. I'd already given him the license plate, the color of the vehicle, and the state trooper. I keep saying, it's the car in front of me. The state trooper pulls over the car next to me. Oh. it's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. And they were, the, they're sober. I mean, I have no idea. They were just driving. They, they had nothing to do with it. This car is in front of me, <laughs> swerving, terrible. almost hitting everything on the road, going over the yellow line, over the white line. I mean, all over the road in the state. I, I've been on the phone for 30 freaking minutes, and they pull over the car next to me, not in was, front of me. Was it at least a similar car? No. The car in front of me was white. The car next to me was orange. 
Like, Did how? you call back and go, you guys got the wrong person? Yes, because they said, okay, well, he's going to pull him over now. Thank you. And they hang up, and I see him turn on the lights and pull over the car next to me. And I call him back immediately. I said, ma'am, I just got off the phone with you, and he pulled over the wrong vehicle. And she goes, I'll relay that to the officer. Thank you. And she hung up. And two exits you- later, the drunk driver exited the highway. Oh. Mm. Probably went home. Okay. So it didn't hurt anyone, so that's now, good. As far as I know, once he exited, I don't know how far they were going if they were if they ran into something, but how how can I give you a license plate, a car color, and follow them for 30 minutes and you pull over the wrong vehicle? I, I just, I was so, I, it was such a letdown. I thought I was about to see the end of a great movie, and then the movie just <laughs> blah, went splat. Were you going to stay around and watch the arrest there? Absolutely. <laughs> I wanted to get out and <laughs> high-five the officer and be like, yeah, dude, we did it. Crime fighters. <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I posted a picture of our Christmas tree on my Instagram story, Mr. Bobby Bones. 
And I'm going to tell you this. We have a really good Christmas tree, if I do say so myself. Maddie and Tay, you guys know the duo. Yes. Yeah. Friends with them. They come in and perform sometimes. But uh, I believe Maddie was out at a Christmas tree farm, and she was like, we want this tree. And they went up, there was a tag on it. And our name was on it, Caitlin and I. <laughs> Reserved. Yes, she was like, dang, you got the best tree out here. Yeah. That's awesome. But And she posted it on the Maddie and Tay Instagram story. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go to Stephen in Tennessee, who has decided to call the show. Hi, Stephen. Appreciate you. What's going on? Hey, I got a question for Amy and the rest of the cast. Um, I'm retired military, and does her husband... Uh, use the military discount. I don't like to say that I'm, you know, I'm fire military. I don't ask for the discount, but my wife loves to use it <laughs> at certain restaurants or department stores. Amy. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't. Don't. What? No. Does you, your husband use it? Well, he does not. When we were, he's out. Same story. But yeah. no. <laughs> but when he was in, yeah, I had my own military ID card, and yes, I busted that out everywhere. But did so, he? Um, I, yeah, I think when he was in, possibly, I don't recall him ever using it. So maybe it's a, when you're a service thing, it's like this, Hey, I'm not serving so I can get a discount. Like, so I can, maybe you have some of that mentality, but I I wouldn't, I'd be fine if she wants to use it and you deserve to use it too. Thank you for serving our country. Okay. That's another thing. That is like the hardest question to respond to is when somebody says, thank you for serving your country. Cause how do you respond to that? Well, you say you're welcome, and it kind of makes you sound like you're cocky. Okay, no. For well, <laughs> I first don't of think all, so. yeah, it's not. Yeah. A, it's not Good a question. Point, yeah, it's not a question. So we're just making a statement, like genuinely realizing the sacrifice you've made and wanting to, you to know that we truly do appreciate it. And so, yeah, you can just say. I guess whatever feels natural to you. I know it's awkward. You sound like an, an awesome person that genuinely just wanted to go help be part of, you know, keeping us safe and that we appreciate that. So you can say you're welcome, but if that's awkward, just be like, my pleasure. But then that sounds like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A? Yeah. <laughs> I would just say, I don't know. Listen, I've had people say to me, hey, it's an honor to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm okay. You don't have to say anything. You can just tip your hat. Mm-hmm. You can do absolutely whatever. Nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. I don't feel like you should feel the pressure. No. Stephen, when we say we appreciate you for what you've done. Right. And I also think if you want to use your dang discount, use it. But it's funny that you're uncomfortable that your wife's using it because <laughs> that feels like – oh, go ahead. Well, she does it she does it in front of me, and she knows it makes me feel uncomfortable, but she's always like, you need to take credit for what you did. You did 20 years in the Army. Yeah. Use the discount. I don't think anyone's looking at you going, hey, this guy is just trying to get a discount here. I don't. I think, if anything, they're glad and happy to see you use that discount, even the people that are giving that discount, because it means they get to do something – for you for a change because you've been doing something for us for the last 20 years. That's right. Absolutely. And they're not going to offer it if they don't, not every place offers a military discount. So if they are, it's because they want you to know you're appreciated. Well, thank you very much. You guys have really not helped. But <laughs> <laughs> I would just say embrace the fact that you deserve that discount. And if your wife wants to use it, heck, she deserves it because she's been with you and it's been difficult for her as well. Yeah. So let her use the discount. I mean, she has been a part of your team for the last, I'm assuming, 20 plus years, Stephen? Yes, sir. So let her have her reward for what you've done together. A lot of times when somebody will say, thank you for your service, and she's with me, I'll look at them and say, no, you need to thank her because she's the one that stayed behind. 
took care of the family, took care of the house while I was gone. So she's the one that actually needs to be the one that needs to be appreciated. I think you both need to pr- yeah, be appreciated because mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're away and you're fighting for our freedom. And she is also making sure that the situation is the best for you so you can be in your best place emotionally and mentally. Uh, so it just sounds like you're a guy who doesn't doesn't like the uncomfortable feeling of being acknowledged and appreciated. Hey, you've been there. Not military-wise. No, but, but in life, yeah. I can't stand it. I don't want anybody to compliment me. I all, I get mad when anyone does anything, talks about me in any way, good or bad. Just let me do it. Yeah. You know, good yeah. and bad. I'll do both. <laughs> but I'm such, a, I'm such a control freak that, uh, yes. Okay, listen, Stephen, we didn't help you, but we had a good talk, okay? Thank you. I saw this story about... Um, She's on 90 Day Fiance, which I don't watch that show, but people that do love that show. Anyone watch 90 Day Fiance? Nope. Scuba, you do? Is it they have 90 days to fall in love or they don't get their their green card or something? Yeah, that's kind of like the whole base. I mean, it's, it's pivoted in so many different directions, but originally that's what it was. If somebody here in America would find some love, whether it be a vacation or online from overseas, they come to America and they have to get married by the end of the 90 days. And so in between that, there's all this drama <laughs> and crap until the, the wedding day, if they get married. Do you know the 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Maddow? Oh, I know who she is, yeah. You do know who she is? is oh, she, yeah. Is she, like, really popular from the show? Yeah, I mean, the show, again, it's it's gotten so many different layers to it now where I feel like it's not as popular as it used to be, but she was popular in her season, yes. Can they do more than one season or more than one episode? In a season of just 90 Day Fiance, they've got multiple couples, and they kind of go in all the different storylines throughout the season, but they've pivoted in other, other ways of, like, 90 Day Fiance, um, where they basically go live in other countries, and they have 90 Day Fiance after the 90 days, and they have all these different... So it's like Teen Mom, they find yes. ways to keep them on camera. Yes, yeah, they realize yeah. that there's popularity here, and they just expanded the heck out of the franchise. Okay, so 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Maddow says, I make $50,000 a week selling my farts in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is, I saw the story on my Twitter feed from the New York Post. A reality star makes more than $50,000 per week selling her flatulence to strangers. Quote, I thought farts were super niche, but something fun, quirky, and different. She's 31. She gained international recognition after appearing on the reality TV show 90 Day Fiance, has since started her own YouTube channel, written books, and even has her own subscription site called Unfiltered. Ray, we have a clip, huh? Okay. Oof. It's of what, though? Yeah, yeah. What is this? It's her talking, right? Not her farting. Correct. Okay. (laughs) The influencer eventually turned to selling her jarred farts on the platform because she thought it'd be a hilarious publicity move that would get a lot of people's attention. Do we want to hear this clip? Yeah. Sure. Amy, I'm putting this on you. Do you want to hear the clip? I mean, well, now I'm intrigued. Okay, good. Here we go. I like to add in little flower petals. I feel like they attach the scent and make it last longer. And when I'm finally finished with my jar, I like to leave a personalized note. Now, why do people buy my farts in a jar? I honestly think it's because I have a really good personality and also because I'm hot. Are there enough weird people? What? That will 50,000 a week? Pay people to see their feet. Sounds like it, right? And also, just a science question here, because we're a room full of scientists, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you fart in a jar and you seal it real quick, does that smell stay in that jar? No, I think she uses a real company to help her do this, like a company that specializes in scents in a jar. But you can. But you can hold a scent? <laughs> yeah, I think so. An air, an air scent. You can hold an air scent. I, I don't know. I guess if you contain the gas. What if we did Bobby's burps? Ooh, now you're onto something. But for how much? Fifty bucks. Oh my god. Yeah, the people buy them. <laughs> Absolutely. 
100%. People love this show so much. They would buy Bobby's Burps, no problem. Lunchbox is already buying them. <laughs> he buys Website. them like, he, he buy, he buys them like scalpers <laughs> and then sells them quickly to, to other people. It's just amazing that she made fit, that, that money. I If it was like 200 bucks, I would go, okay, there's enough weirdos to make $200 yeah. in sales for farts. But $50,000 a week? And also, let me ask the other question. How do you fart that much? Is right. she just eating? <laughs> just a bunch of beans? I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is she going to the to the grocery store and just like, all right, lo- supermarket sweep with all the beans <laughs> into, the, into the can? Yeah. I mean, I also am going to assume that maybe some things she's selling are not it's not legit. What do you mean? Well, like, it's yeah. not really her farts. Oh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would do that. She looks like an honest woman. Well, she has a lot of integrity. A, Bobby you know has what? a good question <laughs> yeah. of like, how do you produce that much? Mm-hmm. Unless they're ten thousand dollars a jar, but they're not. So, do we know how much per jar this costs, guys? I did not see that. If it's $1, like, $1, it's a thousand dollars. Oh well, then there you go. I would like to see someone who gets it in the mail and what they do. Do they do they open it and just go? <laughs> uh, or do they put it up on a shelf? I'm. Uh, I'm it's pretty sick. gross. It's disgusting. I don't yes. even like talking about farts, yeah, but I'm just so gross. I'm I'm blown away that she can make that much money mm-hmm. off of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, hit us up if you want eight seven. Not about this. No calls about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Ooh, no more calls about this. Eight seven seven seventy seven Bobby. That's our number. If you guys want to hop in and ask a question, make a comment. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Two women were at Walmart shopping when one woman got mad at the other one, grabbed a cold chicken, and whack! A cold chicken. Cold chicken. Hit her across the back of the head with it. That's like a rock, huh? Yeah. It's just weird, too. That's the weapon she... Wait, she just grabbing for anything nearby? Yeah, I think they were in the meat department, well, mm. and they were worried it was going to be a cold case, but okay. they solved it. Okay. okay. You're right, though, about a cold meat. <laughs> or a frozen. That's a rock. Yeah. yeah. It's a boulder, man. That's a rock. <laughs> wow. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. This guy uh, collapsed a lung because he was singing too hard doing karaoke, which I understand. I mean, I don't understand the collapse lung, but I understand like going hard at karaoke because sometimes when I'm doing Humpty Dance, I will not breathe. And I'll be like, oh. oh." So I just like to shout out this guy. His name's Wang Z. And Wang went so hard that he collapsed a lung. He gave it his all. He felt a sharp pain in his chest. He had to cut his act short. Went to the hospital. They said, "Uh, bro, this x-ray, it shows that your lung has collapsed. His surgery was a success, made a full recovery. Wow. What karaoke song do you sing so hard? Because I, I go Humpty Dance. Eddie? Suspicious Minds. Just give me Elvis, man. I go hard with some Elvis. Lunchbox? I mean, I can't sing very well, but Party in the USA because it's a crowd favorite, so you don't get booed off stage. All right, that's what's up. Check out the podcast. Search for The Bobby Bone Show wherever you listen. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bone. You can find us on Facebook, too, at Bobby Bone Show. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. 
David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 